I got a bag, I'm working, my bag is burking, my past ain't perfect, I brag on purpose, the cash gon' surface, the tag is paper, that's hard, construction, two holes, a staple, good brain, she got that knowledge, I'm gonna acknowledge, skills already popped, what up, world? This is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is, where filtering becomes extinct alongside my co-host. Artesia. Uh, what's today? Saturday? Yes. <laughs> so we just finished uh, recording and taking pictures with Sports Life Talk Radio. We Chat. didn't record with them. We didn't record with them, but I ran we, you ran production. I like that. <laughs> That's the only reason you did it, because I was like, what other reason why would you interrupt me to, to start saying whatever like it is you I like the way that sounds. Like, I've officially stepped into a new role. So are you supposed to go into another job position with that? No. No, but I'm a woman of many talents. Okay. So just because I don't step into a job. Women's role. History Month is next month. Black History Month <laughs> is this month. So we fuck with everybody. We'll focus on all the little things and intricacy details that you, or intricate details that you, you know, we'll delve into that or dive I into that. I wasn't trying to go deep into I'm it. Just I was saying just you, saying. Yeah, we'll give you that. We'll give you that credit next month. Until then, we're going to get back to this shit. No, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> But uh, we want to welcome you guys to this episode, episode 237 of the Reality Is Podcast, man. We didn't even, honestly, I didn't know we were going to do an episode today. I know we kind of, you know, brushed over it yesterday. But, you always uh, want to do an episode. I so do. I was like, hey, I'm going to be at the studio. But I say, I'm through. I okay. Like you like saying that too, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Valent- so Valentine's Day just passed. Let me say this, though. <laughs> you know what? When Valentine's Day was going on, this is this was my thought. I was mm-hmm. like, if you are dating anyone or if you have dated anyone, mm-hmm. Wait, let me let me start that over. Okay. On Valentine's Day, I saw a lot of friends mm-hmm. following and looking at other people's shit. Mm-hmm. Why am I saying this? It's a lot of people that are dating multiple people. Mm-hmm. And then when they're at home on Valentine's Day, because when you're dating, you're not in a relationship. So nobody has to choose you to go on a date with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like for me or like for you, if we're dating five people or two people or three people, but we choose one person on Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. How do you think those other people on the outside looking in feel? I mean, I think it makes them feel like what's going on. Like, where are we going? Because, yeah, I, I know a lot of people. Why that don't you got, just go? It sounded like you had a story. <laughs> I know a lot of people that had questions uh-huh. the next day and was like, so where do you see this going? Because they weren't the chosen one on Valentine's Day. Oh, you had day. these questions. <laughs> so, tough I'm just, no, a tough I'm, crowd. No, 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 I understand. So it was kind of awkward because people are going to watch. That's why I brought this up, because the people that you didn't choose are going to watch your social media. They're going to look at your Facebook and they're going to be like, "Okay, we've been kind of talking, flirting a little bit. I know we're not in a relationship. Yeah. And that was the hard part, because it's like I've been very clear about what I want and And what I don't want. So for somebody to wait until the next day and be like, hey, I saw such and such. So what's up with that? Like, where do you see? Are Did we, they ask you out and I'm for like, Valentine's Day? Yes. Okay. I, I mean, I would say they kind of have a right to ask that in a way if you guys have been kind of talking and interacting. But nothing too, like, nothing too deep to yeah. where it's like, oh, yeah, I want to go hang out with this yeah. person on Valentine's Day. But no. they probably asked you because they asked and you probably, I'm guessing, said well, I no. Had, I had another person that didn't ask yeah. but still felt still like felt they like were entitled to know. Like, why you were out or what yeah, you were doing. I'm out enjoying life. Yeah. Okay. I'm not anybody's. I'm not tied to anybody. Yeah. 
it is what it is. I just think it's funny because the reason I say that is because I know I talked to a couple people in reference to like their Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. And the one thing I thought about, because this happened to me before as well, to where you may kick it with somebody. You may be hanging out with someone. You may be entertaining or have been entertaining someone, but yeah. you didn't. You don't spend a holiday with them, exactly. or you don't spend Valentine's Day with them. Yeah. So they, like you said, they're going to come back and be like, "Well, what is this? Mm-hmm. Well, it's whatever it was the day before Valentine's <laughs> exactly. Day. Like Nothing the one changed day. because of that one day. Yeah, you know. But somebody will see you and be like, "Oh, so you hung out? Because I had people hit me up and they was like, "Oh, I saw you went to the museum, and it's like, yeah, I went to an exhibit." Mm-hmm. Do you want further details? Because you're not getting it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think people understand. They don't know if you went with a group. Because one thing people don't mm-hmm. understand is on Valentine's Day, I got hit up with this by homegirls, too. It's a lot of singles events that ho- that are hosted yeah. for people who don't have a Valentine's. Mm-hmm. So when people's, so for the people who are on the outside looking in, first, this is the thing that you should do. Please. First and all, mind your own business. <laughs> don't ask questions that really you don't deserve or don't um, have the place to get answers yeah. to. Like, I think some people, exactly, like nobody owes you answers if you're not in a relationship. Mm -hmm. So for me, Valentine's Day, I mean, I had somebody hit me up and they was like, you don't look like the type of person that celebrates Valentine's Day. I don't know what that looks like. Was that supposed to be like a a opening for? I I don't know. But what I do know is I am not a person that celebrates Mm -hmm. Valentine's Day, really. But the thing about me is I am a creative person. Yeah. So for me, if I'm going to do something, it's not going to be the traditional thing of like, hey, let's go to dinner and put on a suit jacket and, and some slacks and overpay for food. Really yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then this is the thing. Like, I, I agree also with the memes that people put out. Girls, pussy on Valentine's Day for a it's nigga who's a have already had that pussy. That's not a gift. I've already got a blowjob from you. I've already had that ass. <laughs> that is not a gift. Now you bring in a different. second girl for Valentine's Day is a gift go proceed i was listening to you no i'm just saying because most women they do want tangible gifts like they want jewelry they want flowers they want quality time so it's like you can't you gotta raise your level up that's why your mic keep going off really i still hear myself i can hear you but i can tell it's like in and out but no so that's i think it's a double standard i was actually having a conversation with the co-worker because her uh anniversary i guess when her and her husband started of first dating is actually on Valentine's Day. And she was like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to see what he's doing for me, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, so what are you doing for him? She was like, huh? Yeah, what are you doing? I was like, what are you doing for him? I was like, not only is it Valentine's Day, that's a two-way street, or it should be. Yeah. And that's the anniversary of when y'all both decided y'all were going to start dating exclusively. So it should be a two-way street. And she was like, girl, I didn't even think about it like that. So, needless to say. Most women don't, and that's why a lot of y'all relationships don't last. That's why a lot of y'all motherfuckers is getting cheated on. Like, we got to get away from this bullshit, too, that we see on social media where people are like, girl, if he ain't bought you this, 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 and this, then you should leave him. No, bitch, he should leave you. Because that is tacky. That shows your lack of respect for yourself. That shows a lack of class if the only Also, what women don't understand is when you put a label on your love, Mm -hmm. that means your pussy can be bought. That means your pussy can be swindled. Because this is the thing about it. If a nigga knows that you like purchased things, Mm -hmm. a nigga will go do that one thing. It'll be a drop in the bucket to a nigga with money. What they say, it ain't tricking if you got it. It ain't tricking if you got it. And then some (laughs) niggas are so good with their mouthpiece, they can get the pussy thinking that you're going to get that, and you're still Mm -hmm. getting fucked up. So, bitches, keep your card. Quit quit showing your hand. Mm -hmm. Quit showing your cards. Just do whatever you're going to do. Niggas, do the same shit. And at the end of the day, motherfuckers do for each other. Pussy and dick is not a gift on Valentine's Day. It's a bonus. 
So you brought it to me about Northwest getting the gift from who? Uh, Consequences' little seven-year-old son, Caden. Now this was the most ridiculous story to me. Uh, it popped up on my Apple News. That's mm-hmm. all the reason why I know about this story. But they was like, "Oh, Northwest gets a gift from Tiffany's from her. her I think she's five. Yeah, he's seven. Yeah, and, I ain't having it. And then if I don't know if you opened the article when I sent it to you, but it had the pictures yeah. of the boy posing with the Tiffany bag. He was playing the though. box of chocolate. He was handsome. You could tell, like, yeah. he gonna have some swag. He gonna be yeah. smashing these hoes when he <laughs> but, get older. And it was crazy because you had grown women was like, "Damn, this little bitch got uh, Tiffany's, and I'm sitting up here looking at TV praying for a man." Well, first of all, you just put yourself out there. I know. That sounds whack. I know. Second of all, these are kids. <laughs> Everybody had a Valentine's Day dance and oh, yeah. other little shit where they got trinkets. Yeah, my his, daddy, his daddy bought that shit because if that nigga was working, mm-hmm. it'd be a different outcome. Yeah. His daddy bought that shit. Uh, first of all, if I have a five-year-old daughter and a little nigga get a something gift, first of all, I'm not accepting Tiffany's. Oh, okay. I'm not. My little girl's not getting it. What I mean, what is his expectations at that point? At that age. I mean, is he gonna be hunching? He wanna thrust her? He gonna wanna kiss? Is he trying to claim his spot in the sandbox? Like I'm not understanding why this gift is even appropriate. First of all, take him out to get ice cream if you like him. But then, send me some little candies with the words that say I love you or whatever the Okay, so that brings about another question. Cause my my daughter and her little group of friends, I like where they are headed and mm-hmm. they're like this is friendship. So whenever it's one of their birthdays, they buy each other little gifts. Yeah. Thoughtful gifts, right? Yeah. Okay, so when you're in a different circle, like you have a celebrity's kid, mm-hmm. they are used to a certain level of That's gifts. True. That's so true. what what are she they supposed to get you? She probably would have spit on whatever I just said. That's what I'm saying. Cause she, she's and, used to having yeah, Kanye West daughter probably would have been like, <laughs> Candy, <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get it now. Okay. I just think it's Valentine's Day, I don't know, man. It's a it's a setup for a lot of people. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I feel like it's unfortunate. That's it. what I feel. A lot of people stress out behind it. A lot of people go broke mm-hmm. in behind it. And I saw a video on Instagram. Uh, yeah, it was on Instagram, and it was like this guy, which is it's two sides to this. The guy bought the girl like five or six things for for uh, Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Didn't look like cheap stuff by the boxes, mm-hmm. but she wanted. I don't. I don't think it was Tiffany. She just said she wanted a, a like a charm mm-hmm. on a necklace, a ring, and a bracelet. It was like a set. Mm-hmm. And the video showed her like tra- opening up the shit, and she's like, "I didn't want this shit." And oh. she just throwing everything everywhere, literally having a tantrum. So the guy is looking at her as she's throwing this shit around, and the guy was like, "Well, fuck you, bitch. Take it back then." Yeah. Like, now I wouldn't have said "fuck you, bitch," but I was just like, "God damn!" Like, oh, that's he what, actually said, "Yeah, he was like, fuck you, bitch.' We'll uh, take that shit back then." I mean, because he went out, he spent he, he, hard, yeah. hard, hard, hard money, money. And, and he got her multiple things. Yeah, that's when what some I'm people saying. didn't get anything, so mm-hmm. that's great. She was ungrateful in that aspect. But I'm a person who believes in looking at both sides, and the reality is, and I've been in this situation before. Mm-hmm. If somebody says they like on, on Christmas, if I say I want some J's and that's mm-hmm. it, or if I say I want a record player, I want a piece of art. Don't go buy me seven things that you may think I like mm-hmm. when I asked you for one thing. Some people think, oh, I went and got this person multiple things. They got to love this. He don't want no painting. He want all of this. And then that person comes in with, you could come in with three thousand. Uh, let's be honest. You've done this before. <laughs> I'm I, that person. Yeah, I'm I remember sorry. one Christmas you bought me like thousands of dollars worth of because shit. I'm- and I asked you for one thing that may have cost $350. And when you brought this shit in, I was like, I, I was appreciative. Was, now I was appreciative it of was, it. I instantly felt bad because you was like, yeah, but all I wanted was. That's all I wanted. 
and, and you was like, man, I can't never get what I want. And I felt like well, don't make shit. Me sound, that no, no, that no, no, made no. me sound like a bitch. I can't never get what no, I want. No, not like that. It yeah. wasn't that. I was just like, yeah, damn. I was, I was like, yeah, yeah, like, damn, that's fucked up. Like, I just wanted this one thing. But I am that person partially because yeah. I'm an only child and I'm used to, like, multiple like i do that with my kids yeah. even though it's two of them yeah like, and I, I told give you about them, that too when we were together i was like yo you buying them too much shit the rest of that shit gonna go in the corner in about a month and they only gonna focus on the shit that they actually want i mean i've learned some valuable lessons but a person can't Thank help God. who they are like for me going forward if that if i were to be in that situation again i would definitely get what you said you, you wanted your money but self, i would you, get yeah. other stuff too because that's just who i am yeah well that's fine but i mean if you get what that person want i feel like you're saving yourself money yeah. time and stress yeah because when you're trying to figure out something for that person you're trying to get the perfect gift when not to be funny some motherfuckers like myself would already give you the keys to the game of the perfect gift so let me let me tell you something for those people who want to go out and buy something outside of what the person has asked for you buy what that person asked for you to, that they want to say that they want it and then maybe find something that can complement that gift yeah. so like not to be funny if i said hey i want a a, a canon 1d camera yeah okay well give me another lens or give me an adapter lens or give me like a one of the uh uh little tv prompters mm-hmm. that connects to the camera give me a gimbal to go like do something like you that talking it, about northwest gives your gives be high dollars too. they do be expensive that's why techie, but so. that's why i don't ask anyone to do anything for me you know what I'm saying? And you know that. Mm-hmm. Like, especially, like, the times I've had girls since I've been single ask to do something for me, and I'm thinking in my head, you have no idea. Like, if I ask you for something, it's probably be, <laughs> some, some of the women can afford it, but it's still high. And then some girls, I'd be like, they, they really think <laughs> they really think they stand a chance. You go get this gift, it's, you're not going to be able to get this gift. <laughs> so, for me, I just believe in being single, especially, I just get this shit myself. And even when I was in a relationship, there were things that I would just purchase yeah. myself because I felt like, hey, this is too expensive to ask for, you know, somebody to give you. Mm -hmm. But I'm also a person that doesn't mind giving expensive gifts, but I will give you what you ask for. I think with me and you, I think like the last Christmas before I did the business and, you know, start being more financially strapped with everything else. I remember every year I would always do like the 12 days of Christmas thing. I would get you Mm -hmm. 11 things leading up to Christmas. And then on the 12th day, I would get the most simplistic thing to you. Mm -hmm. Like it may be a letter or I would take you out or it'd be a note or I would do something like create a video or something. But the other 11 days would be those things you wanted. If you wanted shoes, if you wanted Mm -hmm. purse, if you wanted a dress, if you wanted a particular thing, makeup or something, I would give you those things leading up to that day. Yeah. Good old day. Yeah. But you know what? That's dangerous, too. I can't just do that kind of shit for anybody. No. Even with me, like, like dating and being out here, it's like the times, like, the time I've had being out here, I realized, I was like, unless I care for a person, I'm not doing a lot of shit. Yeah. Like, we could go eat, but you know what I'm saying? That's about it. Yeah, like, even, like, I don't think understand people understand either. Like, first of all, like, if I'm not in a relationship sexually, I'm not eating no pussy. <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> if I am not in a relationship, I am not eating pussy. That's next level shit. Now, if you suck dick, that's on you. <laughs> that's what you've decided to do. Right on. <laughs> but it's like those are things that I'm not doing. I'm not going to buy elaborate gifts for people mm-hmm. I'm just kicking it with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I have to really like you. Like, coming to pick you up, do all that shit. Yeah. Some people may, may be like, oh, that's something you should do. Yeah, no, yes, I'm the same way. You should do. But there are things I think you should and shouldn't do mm-hmm. before whatever. Now, if you're somebody do, you just cut I would for, do thoughtful things. Like, yeah. cause you know you can't just be like, oh, you don't get this until like, no. Yeah. I will do thoughtful things. Don't put things, date. Don't put time frames. But on shit. Uh, 
you definitely have to be somebody that I really care about and somebody that I can see myself with yeah. long term before you start getting yeah. like. And if you're special to me, I will get you something even with us not being in a relationship. If oh, I feel yeah. like it's a vibe there and I really like you, like I will do something, yeah. you know, to, to make somebody feel good. You know what I'm saying? So that that's for me. Well, that's enough about Valentine's Day. I was thinking the other day, I was talking to a friend and I was telling her, I was like, I'm not a, a big crier, but one thing I want to learn to do in 2019 is I want to learn to cry. Mm. And the reason I said that is learning to cry to release emotions and uh, emotions and deal with unresolved issues. Oh, yeah. And I feel like crying or being or allowing yourself to have an emotional state or being in an emotional state for a little while is beneficial. It's like you instantly feel better once you get it out. Because yeah. I know I'm not... I'm not a crybaby per se. Like, you have to really be close to me to yeah. see me be super emotional. Mm-hmm. But if I'm at home by myself or if I'm close to you, like, yeah, I've had moments where I was just, like, literally break down. And, yeah. and instantly I feel better and I can just go move on with my life. I feel like, like, I've had moments where it's like I feel like I'm about to break down. Mm-hmm. Or I feel like but there's about to be. Out. But nothing comes out. And, it, and like, I'm, I really want to break that barrier or break that wall down because, when you when you can for me anyway mm-hmm. when i cannot release those emotions i become frustrated yeah it comes out in rage yeah i become angry mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like it's like you said it spills over into other things to where yeah. i may judge other people harder or i may judge my situation harder yeah. or i may even be harder on myself mm-hmm. so sometimes i think just dealing with those emotions are important and a lot of us i feel like we haven't learned how to deal with those emotions and for me it's just something i feel like i need you know, like I said, I had a rough week a couple of weeks ago and I was like, the only thing left, I remember walking into the bathroom, I was putting some water on my face Mm -hmm. and I was, I literally looked in the mirror and I was like, come on out, like come out. Mm -hmm. Like it's in there. Yeah. But, and the reason I also wanted to come out while I'm by myself, because I'm like, the last thing I want to do is be be out out in public public somewhere and and the shit just hits you because I've seen people go through this and I've seen people do this and I'm like, Hey, yo, 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 it's too many people around. Hey, hey, but hey, suck that shit up. Crying may not be your thing. Like, yeah. you have to find your thing. Like, maybe, I think we talked about boxing before. Like, yeah. something just to get all of that yeah. out of your system. And I need to get back to the gym. Yeah, I've been slacking lately. And that's true. But And, and that's the thing, like, trying to find, yeah. you know, your that thing. lane and that thing. So I know earlier this week you were talking to me about family secrets and, and, <laughs> and understanding and learning your family. And when you brought that up, I think it's called, I don't know what the black one is, but it's an African ancestry thing that you can find your stuff. Yeah. And I loved it because I saw the commercial and it was all these black people and they were like, hey, they were using Ancestry.com, which I think is white owned. Mm-hmm. And they were saying how they would only get traced back so far. Yeah. Well, I also did uh, Ancestry.com years ago. And I think mm-hmm. I told you, they said, the white, the white one said, I was from the Igbo tribe, which is a Nigerian tribe. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, I haven't tried the African ancestry, but I am going to try it because I am a strong believer in supporting black. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing about me. It may sound dumb as fuck, but I'd rather pay a black company to do research, even if they lying to me, because a white company could be lying to me too. Uh-huh. But I'd rather pay black people to lie to me than pay white folks to lie to me. <laughs> I'm just being honest. <laughs> Put Keep the black dollar. Yeah, the lesser two evils. That's yes. what you're doing anyway. Your whole life is choosing. Of course. The lesser two evils. But I wanted you to tell people about your ancestry journey and the thing about and the reason I think it's important, because when you dig dig into that, you really learn why you are who you are and and why you do certain things. So it's been something that I've always wanted to do, but I've kind of been on the fence about doing it. And it actually just resurfaced based on the conversation that I was having with my kids, because anybody that knows me knows like my ex-husband, his family is super huge. Um, So they have been exposed to pretty much 
all of his family members. Yeah. And so they came to me one day and they were like, Mom, we know like your mom is gone, like your your granny's gone. Like, um, it was like my son was like, So you don't have a dad? Like, where's the rest of your family? Like, we never meet anybody in your family. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? The people that I truly like loved and cared about deal and with. dealt with on yeah. a consistent basis, they are gone. But I've always wanted to know where I come from. So Ancestry.com, they were having a sale. So I was like, okay. Oh, so you went through Ancestry too. I did Ancestry. We got to stop giving these niggas our money. I, I just African did. Ancestry. Okay. I, I can double back and support them too. Yeah. Um, But I went No more Ancestry. money. Because you're going to hit the wall. You, not to cut you off, you're going to hit a wall. I'm pretty sure. It's 1860 but, is around you hit that wall. Okay. That's good because I'm not there yet. Okay. But- um. I don't know. The, the crazy thing about it is I only had two contacts, like for my one from my dad's side of the family yeah. and one older member on my mom's side. And so I was reaching out to them this week trying to piece stuff together. And they were sending me all kind of information yeah. saying, oh, this, that. I called my grandmother. My grandmother's still alive and well. I called her. You. <laughs> I called her and I asked her a question about something that came up on one of their reports. Mm. She literally was like, don't call here staring up no mess and hung up the phone. And that's why black people can't get nowhere. Exactly. They can't figure out I'm why like, you I are like you I feel like I tapped into something yeah. that nobody wants to tell me about. Yeah. Like, I've already learned so much just in this past week. Yeah. But the fact that I hit, like, a wall with mm-hmm. her. Yeah, she before was the like, 1860 wall. Exactly. She was like, don't call here staring up no mess and Damn, hung granny. up the phone on me. Damn, granny, <laughs> stop being an old battle axe. I don't know why people do that, but you do hit that wall. And I... The one thing I learned, and it made me think about how ridiculous black people can be sometimes. You know how you'll hear people when they have great hair, mm-hmm. you know, or what is called great hair in America. Oh, yeah. They'll be like, oh, I'm mixed with Indian. Yeah. Or I got Native American in my family. And I know when I was doing my chart, my great, 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 great grandfather is uh, an Indian. Mm-hmm. But because I have historical context into how that could possibly happen. Let's just say that my great, 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 however many greats I got to say to get to that nigga. Let's just say that that nigga didn't fuck somebody in my family because they fell in love. Mm. He, If you read these books, and I have to find some books and bring that back to people because uh-huh. these are the things that were a lot of people speak a lot of shit and they don't fact check. Yeah, I think this is something that you would fact check on. And I can look this up, hold me to it, to where I can tell people about books to I read. I think this is the first fact check in the history of the podcast. Possibly. Yeah. But... Native Americans raped and enslaved black people, too, especially here in Texas and in Oklahoma. So I think people need to understand that. So while Mm -hmm. a lot of black people out here talking about, I got Native American in my family, unless your great-grandfather or your grandfather Mm -hmm. or somebody within the last 50 years had a love child, nigga, that's a rape. That's rape hair. That's rapey hair. That ain't got nothing to do with that's rape hair. They ain't got nothing to do with good hair. It's good. That's cool. But let's just know that you just know that you did not inherit that shit through love. Yeah. I think if you're gonna be proud of something, it shouldn't just be something that's superficial. About yourself. Like really that's why I love your wide nose. To to dig into my history. So that way I can be proud of some of the traditions that I may not yeah. know about. You know, just learning something new about yeah. myself. I think I'm cool with my hair. If I had some slicky, I love sicky, silky, fucky, Ricky Fontaine type, I don't yeah. want no shit I was like actually that. thinking this morning I was driving, uh, leaving the gym, actually, and I was like, you know what? I'm really blessed. Like, good jeans, yeah. like hair, like skin, yeah. uh, you know, like natural beauty. Like, some people wanna, struggle. Yeah. 
like not wearing makeup yes, and stuff yeah even they can't down to out. this might yeah. be tmi but even like my cycle like it's so easy i don't know what that means i don't know my what's menstrual right. cycle i know what that is <laughs> I'm just saying, I know, like some women but I what have i'm friends, saying is what's the difference in it no i'm just saying i have friends that literally like they cannot move Oh, yeah, the whole yeah, time yeah, they while hurt. they're on their cycle. Yeah. Like, literally, mine is three days. I'm good. Like, whatever. Yeah. That's why I still used to want hair when you was on your cycle. I was like, if your stomach ain't hurting, you can suck some dick. Of course. You can do a hand job. <laughs> now, I understand if you cramped up and you need a heat pad. Like, I give you I give you days. But when you was like, I don't really hurt, I'm like, well. <laughs> it's open it ain't season. No high, it's open season then. Well, you can still do work. Yes. So you know what I'm saying? I ain't really a person that, like, you know, it's a lot of people that like to have sex on a period. I've done that before. Yeah, I've I done it once or twice. Ah, uh, no. Nah, it's not something it's I not, want not, to do. It ain't the same kind of wetness. But it depends not, on when it falls. What if it falls, like, on a special occasion? Like, so you just going to not do nothing? No, I don't like that. I, and one thing I hate is when a girl be like, oh, I had it. It's over now. And then you get in that thing and you knock the motherfucker back down and you pull out your dick and it's like, ah, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. This is why we needed the camera. No, nah, we don't need no camera today. Nah, <laughs> that nah, face nah. was everything. Nah, man. <laughs> I, I just, oof. and then you go in the bathroom, you wipe it off and it's like wiping off a sword after, you know, after war. And you like, get the, you get the little, little wet, I keep wet wipes. All men should have wet wipes. I keep get a wet wipe and you wipe it off and you're like, death. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I just I'm not one to have sex on periods. It's I mean oh, it's not the same, man. It's you, when you really want it and you can't wait, but a mouth will do for me. I can pass up on the rest of that stuff. Yeah, that's because it's something for you. What about us? Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. So, it's another topic for another day. Oh, okay. Building a family through the business, man. I wanted to talk about the recap on last week. Oh, how yeah. we how we got together. I think we we were trying to find people to do a freaky friday episode mm-hmm. and we were looking to find you know we always have i'm always searching to find somebody the who's going to be friday open episodes. yes because yeah. people are not open and willing to do it so i want to say before we get started shout out to dia shout out to jess of the pussy party podcast mm-hmm. because it's easy to, to find men. well it's easy to find men to talk about sex but yes shout out to darren because he is a gay man and he did a great job on holding his own and, and bring well I have to you know no, I hate saying I wasn't that saying that because of that my voice literally did something trippy when oh I was okay ready to. oh okay but yeah I, I like that from his perspective and I had a, a lot of people hitting me up and it was like oh I love my gays and I love yes, my you know my Judy's and I love the fact that Darren was telling these stories and I was like yo this is a different perspective Adia mm-hmm. bringing her perspective in and then as I was sitting here looking at all this greatness like you said mm-hmm. you were like yo you got to step your game this. up this is us. You got to step your game up because that may be the name of the podcast. RMG dot dot dot. This is us. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing about it was the thing I loved is like you said, you got all host in here. Yeah. You got to step your game up. Yeah. But everybody was confident and it made me be like, why do I sometimes continually look outside of the circle mm-hmm. for the things that we need? When honestly, we have put together a business and an infrastructure of great people and great individuals. Oh, yeah. We don't need to look too far than what we have under our umbrella. Yeah. So for me, that was great. And then the conversation and the talk that I won't bring on the podcast, but after Mm -hmm. the conversation we had, like to stand around and and have other like-minded individuals who are progressive Mm -hmm. and and they're great in their own right, to have them sit there and actually listen to me Mm -hmm. and and share the same passions that I have. And you start being like, yo, we own to something. Mm -hmm. You know, we building something. And, And I think 
when we pick these podcasts to come under us, because there's been other people to come to us and they be like, oh, we want to be under the uh-huh. podcast umbrella. And we vet them and it's like, nah. nah. And it's not arrogance or like, excuse me, thinking somebody's be- we're better than somebody. But when you're a black business and you're trying to, you know, move a certain, move way. A certain way, you have to have people who can be accountable for themselves, mm-hmm. who can move accordingly. And you don't have to micromanage them in their exactly. own right. Exactly, because we want everyone to maintain their individuality. Yeah, first and, and foremost. Yeah, and we but try to we keep wanna, people being professional. Yeah, and we want to know that we're working with people that we can trust, which yeah. I think everybody that's on our platform. Yeah, yeah. We had to weed out some hoe asses, but uh, I think for the most part, we we good. We did. I mean, we even tried to reach back to some people that we need, wanted to previously work with, and it it only took forty eight hours for them to drop the ball again. I'm sorry, I just got to say it. Some of these niggas is just not dependable. Some of these niggas can't depend on themselves, yet alone a person depending on them. So back to the Freaky Friday episode. I'm just saying, I didn't say no names. <laughs> I know you didn't. I'm just saying. It's awkward because I know. Okay. <laughs> so. It is what it is. But anyways, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, running production for the Freaky Friday episode. Oh, yeah, you yes. did a good job. Uh, I'm actually excited about going to Houston to do or for you to do that podcast oh, in Jess. person. I'm going to fuck that shit Jess. up. I'm going to fuck that shit up. I'm looking for, you know, we could take a quick break just to talk about what's happening too yeah. with the podcast. We're getting ready to head to Atlanta on next week. Yes. Uh, we'll be Thank going God. out there. Um, are we going to Maya Bailey's TED Talk? Uh, we are going to the City of Ink anniversary. Okay. We may do the and TED Peter Talk, Street but Station. yeah. Yeah. The and anniversary party is at Peter Street Station. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So we're doing that. So we'll be in Atlanta. Um, we're not doing any podcasts. We're just going in there to take in the vibes, do some video. Yeah. We'll probably this have. This is a circle back from work that we did last year. Exactly. So we're good on that. Yeah. So we'll be back out there um, in Atlanta on next week. We'll be in Austin for South by Southwest a couple of weekends, it seems. And, 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 I got to uh, be in Austin literally every weekend in March. Yeah. Except, except for, for the one. when we go to D.C. So and then we'll go to D.C. Shout out to the homie Najee LB of the Mind Over Matter podcast and Michelle Hope, um, the sex expert mm-hmm. um i will be a part of that panel where we'll be talking about um how to you know the me too movement how to date and have sex um, yeah. in the me too movement um how to treat women how to treat each other how to have successful re- successful relationships um i think we're talking about um, rape culture and stuff like that too Yeah, lots of good topics i want to put this out there i am looking for a videographer that i can hire or we can hire for the weekend out while we're there out in dc so if anybody is listening and is aware of a dope dc i told you i already got somebody i'm probably gonna reach out to the homie mo if i have i got three referrals yesterday so i'm checking them out you know i I just want to make sure it's somebody legit yeah somebody yeah we don't want nobody who just got a camera and they like hey we shoot no motherfucker (laughs) i need to see your portfolio your shit needs to be like mine or better yeah because once you get to a certain level you want to keep that level of professionalism yeah right quality. there you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so but i want we want to start trying to tell you guys like a week in advance before we go somewhere that way if you want to link up with us you can hit us up at info at the reality com or hit us in we the dms got quite a few people that have been reaching out from atlanta so yeah. i'm excited yeah so we got a lot of shit going on man so um what else so you know what one of the things that i'm learning to do because as i get older i keep telling you you know I'm, I, I hate using the word settling down, but my mind is starting to grow and shift into being like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe I can deal with somebody in my space. Maybe I can deal with this, this and this and that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and starting to feel like because I know last night I came by your house for a little bit. Mm-hmm. We kicked it to chill. Your kids are hilarious. And I came home and I hit you up and I was like, 
yeah, I don't know how much longer this shit I'm going to be doing. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, it's easy to date women, but it's like after a while you get tired of, like, the randomness and multiple girls and people this and that. Like, you want something that's consistent. You want, at least for me. Yeah, something is yours. And then I'm getting to a point I feel like I need to start building things. So I need to get the building blocks together, Mm -hmm. the right building, you know, and the right infrastructure to build my life the way I see fit. Mm -hmm. So I had a friend come in town. And I've never had someone stay in my space. And I challenged myself. I was like, okay, if I can deal with a friend in town, maybe I can deal with, because me, when me and you were together, I, it was very few times you stayed like yeah, five days. I think the max like was maybe three five. Three, I think one time you did five, yeah. maybe once or twice. And that was only because you were sick. That's true. You kind of had to deal with it. Yeah, that's true. I was dealing with you. And I think that was a hard part because (laughs) I remember you would always come over on like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, leave Monday. Mm -hmm. Depending on how tired I was, you you would leave on Sunday or how tired you were of me. Because it ain't always one side. Like no, most of the time Ooh. it was me because I'm anal. But no, it was most. It was about equal. You, I just nah. never vocalized. Maybe it. it's a possibility. Yeah. But the, I think the thing too is like I was just like yo. So having my homegirl here, I was like, I don't know about seven days, five days, four days. So for me, it's like to have somebody in your space. What what I learned about myself is it's doable mm-hmm. if you have adequate, adequate space. space. And if that person is actually cool. And that's one thing I know me and you used to always talk about. We was like, all right, hey, we were together or if we got back together. We always said that, first of all, we needed a bigger place. Yeah. And sure. even when we were together, we always talked when we talked about moving in. We used to say, we long as we have enough space mm-hmm. to where you could be cool, your kids are cool, mm-hmm. and I could have my own room and you could have your own room or yeah. some kind of a joint space. But we have a yeah. time. So we area. come together when we want to. Yeah. And- do whatever i would like to have something i would even like to have something to where well yeah we got our room but i also want a room that i can sleep in or wherever i didn't want to sleep there and some people say oh that's putting you know there's too much space in between two people no, but i feel like if you I have mean, an understanding yeah like yeah i, I need my will and jade on yeah but that's a different story like because sometimes you just don't want to be bothered and a lot of people i think a lot of people i think we have to and learn it's okay. to okay and you need to learn to live your life on your terms. And what do I mean by that is when people get married or people get in a relationship, they're trying to pattern their lives after their parents or their mm-hmm. grandparents or Will Smith and Jada oh, Pinkett. And oh. it's like, if that's not your role. I forgot. Speaking of living your life, trying whatever. And I let her cut me off. I pointed to her people. Yes, he did. Okay. <laughs> so speaking of that, going back to the whole Ancestry.com thing, oh, one of the things that I discovered. Okay. Let's break it all the way okay. down. So since I've already been married and I've already had kids, I always said I didn't want to get married again and I didn't want to have more kids okay. because I'm the type of person I don't want to have multiple kids by multiple men. True. Okay. This was something that was discussed. This was something that was like embedded in my head yeah. growing up. Mm-hmm. Why did I find out, yo, that my one of my great grandparents yeah. <laughs> so had five kids, three different men? Well, she lived several lives. I, I mean, I understand that. Yeah. And it's no judgment. But the judgment was from them. Like, oh, don't do this. Don't do that. Oh, you better stay married. Yeah. Oh, you better do. Like, no. And they out here with a whole fleet. Yes. And yeah. it, I mean, times have changed. Things are different. No judgment to anybody that of course, has of course. multiple kids by yeah. different dads. I mean, you love or, who you love and shit happens. Yeah. like Because not to be funny, I tell people all the time, I have no kids, but if God had saw fit to place me with some ignorant women, I'd have about six kids. Yeah. I'd have literally. 
Yeah, you would have mm-hmm. a whole claim. Minimum. I'd have a starting roster with a six-man. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. God for good women who have good heads on their shoulders. And women who, yeah. And, 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 my, and, and, and I'm thankful for the women who, because there were some miscarriages along my way. So even with that, it's like, you know, they were strong, and I appreciate them for standing strong. Mm-hmm. But I also appreciate the women. I feel like abortion, a lot of people are pro, you know, pro-life, pro-choice, whatever the case may be. I know you got your lashes on. You going blind? You, you like? No. Well, your eyes was like, you all right? I'm fine. I'm like Jesus. Oh my god. <laughs> I know they're not the cheap guy. Why but I did was you just, have to make this about the? <laughs> I'm just saying. I just saw your eyes. I was this, like, this motherfucker look discombobulated. Oh, it's the heat. Oh, okay. Yes, it's hot. I was like, you about to pass out? We gonna wrap it up. You want some water? <laughs> I got some water in my canteen. If you don't pass out in this motherfucker. I just saw your eyes roll back in the back of your head. I was like, ain't nobody touching her. She ain't having no sex, so it got to be the lashes. But if it's the heat, I understand. It is hot in this bitch. You got to have a heat stroke in MZ Studios. <laughs> that is true. They need to figure out. Wait a minute. Somebody need to be able to, it needs that, to be a rotation of heat and air in this motherfucker. The air just kicked in. Like, I felt it. Okay. So, I'm trying to make sure you all right. Continue, please. I don't think, what were we even talking about? Like, I saw your eyes and I got sidetracked, to be honest. That's really where I'm at right now. Oh, my God. oh so uh, with the living with each other, you know, with the living with people. This is what I want to talk about with the living thing. Find somebody that I feel like, no, that's what I was saying. Talking about, like, living your life and, and like living on your, your own terms. Yeah, on your yeah. own terms. I think that's important. And I, I, for me, a lot of people have told me, oh, Anthony, you should have kids. Oh, Anthony, you should get married. And I don't want to get married. And if you don't want to get married, I think you should stick to that. You shouldn't yeah. go find somebody who wants to be married and try to change their mind. You shouldn't find somebody like myself who doesn't want to be and married try to and, th- and their try mind. to change their mind because you're wasting your time. Exactly. And marriage, I just and some people say, why do why don't you want to be married? It's a plethora of reasons I don't feel like getting into right now. Mm-hmm. But the number one of them, the number one reason is I just don't want the government in my business. I don't mm-hmm. want the government. I don't want to be on paper mm-hmm. with the government. I feel like I've told somebody else, they was like, well, how will people know you're married or how will people know you're together? Um, if me and you were in a relationship, I can still get an attorney and draw mm-hmm. up documentation to where if I died or if anything happened to me and we had a child together, mm-hmm. you would be taken care of. The money could still be left to you. The money could still be left to, you know, a ch- my child. Yeah. So there is ways around not just going to a courthouse. Oh, yeah. We talked about that before. Yeah. And, and with the way society is now, it's yeah. not to say that nobody's ever going to know anything or see anything on paper. Yeah. Because they will. But yeah. it's just, I think more so than anything, it's just what society says marriage should be. Yeah. So I wanted to answer a question for uh, for someone. It's a friend of mine. And I was asked earlier this week. Um, well, first of all, I was told. I was told that me dating a white woman would be more controversial for me than a lot of other black guys because of the voice that I have right now through podcasting. And if you know me, if you follow me on social media, I do post a lot about black love, black beauty, black people, black strength, mm-hmm. and the black struggle. Because I think it's important to acknowledge and build up my own people. I was also posed this question as to somebody said, I heard you say on the podcast one day on the All Guys podcast with T.C. Frank and Quasey, mm-hmm. where we were saying that we couldn't call a white woman a queen mm-hmm. in reference to being our, you know, our love interest like we would do a black woman. Mm-hmm. Well, they wanted me to expound on that. And I feel like for me. I just can't call a white woman a queen because the only queens I've ever known with white folks is the queen of England and maybe in Europe now. 
I don't know all the history of all these countries, but even when you say the queen of England, it's just the queen of England. When I say a black, I'm going to be honest with you. This is true. This is real shit to me. When somebody says the queen of England, I just be like, okay, it's just the queen of England. When I call you or my mom or mm-hmm. any of my black homegirls queen, to me, it feels more profound with me saying that to a regular black person than any white person being called a queen. Also, they don't show this part of history for black people, mm-hmm. but we come from kings and queens. Mm-hmm. We were, and our ancestors are kings and queens. You mm-hmm. can go to Africa now, there are still kings and queens. Mm-hmm. And our kingdom and the makeup and the infrastructure of those kingdoms are totally different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When we hold up, it's, 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 it's just like I was telling one of my, my white friends, I was like, if you wore a, a shirt, Mm-hmm. That says black power as an ally. Mm-hmm. Some people will probably look over that. You hold your fist up with five fingers to say it. To me, it's a little bit much. It's on a shirt. On a shirt. Oh, okay. And even if you hold it up in, per- I mean, I think you have to know why you're doing. As a yeah. white person, know why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. If you're an ally, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But you you don't come up holding a fist or, or chanting things a, that you are not aware of. Make Educate yourself on it. I think the most important part of being an ally is being an ally that's true to yourself. Not exactly. an ally that's coming Acting in trying black. to act black Ooh. or assimilate themselves with yes. our culture. Yes. But just being an ally to say, you know what? Be I what understand that are. we are privileged people. Yeah. And this is how I can help you. With my privilege. Exactly. I don't need your whole privilege. I yeah. just need you. Some to assist, get, be an ally, yeah, be a true ally, away. be who you are, and not to be funny, it's beneficial that way. Because if a white, if a if a all American white person sees an ally white person mm-hmm. of a black person that acts black, they are going to turn your ass down. Now they're going to say straight up nigger lover. Yes, they're going to think it if they don't say it. Mm-hmm. But if you come in and you are Paula mm-hmm. and you act like Paula and you ain't trying to act like a black person, mm-hmm. they will be more inept to listen to what you have to say. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But for me, the whole queen thing, I'm not calling a white woman a queen. If I ever dated yeah. a white woman, nothing against you. That's just yeah. not the label I see that fits you. It would mean that I would love you no different or love you any less if I was mm-hmm. with you as a white woman. But loving love is love, period. Mm-hmm. But there are things that are culture based. Mm-hmm. And this is a culture thing. And, the, and then not to be funny, another thing I said, the reason I say black queen, black women are the the most. What is the word I'm looking for? They're not, they're loved less. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're at the bottom of the table. Supposedly, in certain people's eyes. In my eyes, not. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like me saying black queen and addressing them that way and dressing black women that way, for me, it's empowering. Mm -hmm. It's something behind that. I love black women. And then at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people ask me, well, could you marry a, a, a white woman? I don't see myself doing that because. I want kids that look like me. Mm -hmm. And we just heard on Sports Life Talk, I don't know the athlete, but they had a celebration of a black athlete who was with a white woman, and they were like, oh, celebrating another light-skinned, you know, kid. And they seemed to kind of, Sports Life Talk, they weren't sure about how to address that. So I gave more context because I'm like, it's only an issue because of the narrative. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then it's like, I've never seen a video in, in my life, and I'm not saying it's not one out there, where blacks are celebrating another black baby. We just celebrate. Yeah. It's not a celebration of, oh, another black baby. It's just a celebration of life. So it's like. Granted, it's going to be a life of magic. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it it goes without saying. Yeah. And it's like like them doing it. It's like, hey, another light-skinned baby. And it's like, huh? Mm -hmm. What? Yeah. 
Like, I just didn't understand the, the celebration. Precedent. Yeah, and it was a white woman and the black dude, also white, white and black people celebrating that shit. Mm. I'm not against it. I say do what the fuck you want to do, but know that there's always repercussions and things that's going to be said. If you seem more celebratory about things that are whitewashed, mm-hmm. not saying that light skinned kids are whitewashed, somewhat, some, I mean, you are somewhat, but I just thought the celebration was like, hey, people are going to do what they want to do. Being yeah. black is a struggle. I don't have time to pay attention to every black, white, or no, black and light skinned struggle. It's fucking exhausting. And for all the white folks who love black culture, that's cool, but know that you will never Y'all really inherit. Uh, yes. Save your question. Well, you can ask. You some can of ask. Them. Some I'm not going to say that. Just but break just, them up. God yes. damn. Like, that's why I say I couldn't marry a white woman. And it's, I've never been in a relationship with one. Mm-hmm. The times that I've even dated white women, it's like the questioning drives me crazy. And it's about every little thing. I think Everything. you don't have to ask questions about every Everything. little thing. Now, the big stuff that you may not understand. Yeah, they make it your okay. ass whoop. Yeah. yeah. We can talk about that. Yeah, let and me tell you why stuff, you can't say nigga. Yeah, if other stuff comes up in general conversation, that's good too. But having but, a laundry list? Yes. Like with your pen and paper? Yeah, like, man. Let me take why, notes. Why, no. why, 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 why this, why that? And it's like, I'm okay with answering it, but sometimes I get frustrated because that's the reason, that's one of the major reasons why I say it would be hard for me to settle down with a white woman because I want to be able to walk in the house and be like, hey, babe, mm-hmm. you know, just got off the plantation. Cause that's how black <laughs> folks talk sometimes. Just got out the plantation at work, and woo, this such and such and yeah. such happened with this manager. And you're you can tell a black woman what happened mm-hmm. with this manager, and she'll know if it's racist or she'll know if it's just him being a dick. Yeah. But even if it's just a white person being a dick, we know it may not be racism, but we feel like it could be racism because we're always under a microscope, mm-hmm. and then we always have to try to seemingly define does this person fuck with me or they fuck with me because of this or is it because of my race? Like, what is it? So when you come home, you want to just be able to talk Mm -hmm. and not explain. Mm -hmm. And with a white woman, you're going to come home and you're going to say what you say. And they're going to say some shit like, you don't think you're being a little harsh. You don't think you're being a little judgmental. Oh, maybe he's not racist. Maybe you need to take some of that aggression out your voice. Yeah, and it's like, I don't got, man, that's one thing, man. I remember dating (laughs) this white girl and she was like, why are you always yelling? I was like, I'm not yelling. My voice is deep. When I'm excited, we talk louder. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just in our culture. Yeah. But as a black woman, or if, if it was a black woman that was talking to me, she wouldn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. She would just be like, babe, I understand. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you feel like you're always in a state of explaining. And for me, that shit's for the birds. Yep. That shit's for the birds. I had a, a, a friend hit me up, and she was like, I heard the episode where Arteezy was like, fuck Becky. And I was like, right. you have to understand. Fuck Becky. I was like, you have to understand. Let's say it again. What, I, I said, you have to understand where she's coming from. Her. This is what I don't think a lot of white folks understand either. When we say things. It, it don't apply to everybody. Well, it's not even that. When we say things, it's in that moment. When we say things, it's a history of things that we've dealt with that may cause us to see this differently than mm-hmm. you have. This is a forever moment. This is a forever moment. Fuck Becky. Okay. You just, it's like you want to fight. I don't know. You, you, you're <laughs> you going to turn crazy. into like a little militant now. What? But I do feel like, like I said, I think a lot of black people just don't like to explain. But I do feel like if you are a black man or a black woman who wants to date outside of your race, mm-hmm. not even particularly white, mm-hmm. do it. If you want to do it, do it. Especially if it's for the right reason. Exactly. And, and if it's for love and it's for just whatever and it's not a fetish. Mm-hmm. Okay, do it. 
But it's that it's to me it's that fetish shit. Like yeah. one thing I hate, and I've had a million white girls say this shit to me. Oh, if we were together, if we had a baby, we have a, a beautiful baby. Mm-hmm. Bitch, I have a beautiful baby if it was with a black Regardless. woman. I have a beautiful yeah. baby if it was with a Mexican woman. I would have a beautiful baby with any minority, yeah. like just like I would with that any you're white person. Mating with them is gonna, it's make gonna the be baby better. Beautiful. And I think we have to get like if I and I tell people all the time, and me and you have talked about this. If somebody, if I had a choice between. Uh, uh, what's that nigga name with the gray eyes, Jesse? Mm, Jesse, uh, is he Jesse? No, no. That's what the, am I thinking about? Oh the yeah, black Olympic it's, runner from nineteen. Yeah, it's something. Wait a minute. No, Jesse. Oh, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, shit. But we get they know who it is yes. now. The Jesse guy. If I had to choose between my mm. son growing up looking like Jesse or Idris Elba, I want Idris. Yes. Period. Woo. And then I also think about it when my son, if I have a son or a daughter, and I say, "Hey, girl," or "Hey, son," or whatever their name is going, "Hey, boy," "Hey, girl," come here. Hey. I don't a picture. I don't picture a little sandy head baby with blue eyes running into me. I'd be like, "Did you adopt?" I, I that's and and that's beautiful and that's fine and dandy. But I think we need to show that same amount of love and that same amount of energy that we do when it's a beautiful baby that has hair and different color eyes. Yeah. I see the same chocolate little babies, and I'm like, "Yo, that baby right there!" Mm-hmm. Like, not to be homie, the homie Brit, like little Remy. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know no light skinned baby that's more adorable than little Remy. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like, and and that's a part of loving yourself. There's so many people out here that look at light-skinned people or a light-skinned kid, and they love on that shit more than they would love on somebody that looks just like them. I'm not understanding that. I can't wait to see that. I'm not understanding that. Jesse Williams. How did I not remember the blackest name ever? Yeah, Jesse Williams. (laughs) I had to look it up. (laughs) So um, me and you were hanging out the other day, and we were going to go get some pizza. And when we were getting ready to walk into the pizza joint, this uh, what the fuck? This homeless guy. Yeah. I saw him. I and, and I think we knew any, he was coming. Yeah, anybody who you know knows about the homeless population anywhere, we all have that dreaded feeling a little bit mm-hmm. when you're walking up to one. He could he could not even be looking at you. You're like shit. I see a bum. Is this nigga gonna ask me yeah, for something? Am I gonna be able to get by? And it, honestly, if you give every time you gay, if a bum asks you I for something, be you'd be bum. broke. You'd be right out there with him. Yes. So we got ready to walk in. He saw us coming. You know when it's a black bum and he oh see gosh. black people, he think it's it's a 100. Fair game. Fair game. Oh, hey, hey bro. Yeah, he, he literally shucking the job <laughs> with his coat hanging off his shoulder. Yeah, hey, brother. <laughs> then he put his hand up. He like, hey, give me a high five. I had a quick half a second to think about, should I touch this nigga's hand? And but you've always been very, very cordial. Yeah. And I shake their hands. To, yeah. I hug up on them even when they smell like trash. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, they're still people. They're still so, people. And, yeah. and and even though I didn't have cash to give him, when I shook his hand, you know, he I don't know, he said a bunch of other shit. Yeah. But he was like, I like you. Mm-hmm. He was like, a lot of people wouldn't even shook my hand. A lot of people wouldn't even touch my hand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he asked for some money. And I said, I thought I had a few dollars in my pocket. I yeah. didn't. So I was like, hey, we're going to go in. I said, I'll bring you. We were going to a pizza place. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll get you a little pizza, a medium-sized personal pizza, and yeah, I'll bring it out. Know. He was like, nah, I, I'm looking for 5 to $10. And I was like, okay. 5 to $10? For not 2 or 3 because that's all I would have had if I had yeah. the cash I thought I had on me. He said, nah, I'm about 5 or 10 So in my head, I said, okay, this nigga trying to get a rock, a bag, <laughs> something. He ain't trying to get a beer because $3 will get you one of them tall boys. Mm-hmm. So we went into the pizza place. It was hot, so we came right back out. Yeah. Now, mind you, as soon as I shook that nigga hand, I told you, I was like, I need to find a bathroom in uh, here, yeah. but it was, was too like, hot. Don't touch your face. Yeah, it was too <laughs> <That's> <laughs> bum so bum. Sad. It was too it was too hot. So we walked right back out, and I, you know, he was still waiting there, and I said, "Hey man, I ain't eating here. Sorry, good luck on the next time." But I'm literally holding my hand, yeah. 
Like it's Even the plague. Even when you got in the car, you was holding. Oh, I was holding my hand. I was like, until and we get to praying. wherever we going, I'm not touching shit. I was praying you didn't forget. I was like, oh, I wasn't gonna forget because his hand was moist. I was like, <laughs> oh I need to get some to wash my motherfucking hand <laughs> oh my off. But my whole thing was like, be kind to people, man. Oh yeah, for sure. No matter what situation you in, be kind to people mm-hmm. because a lot of us. We don't even have money, enough money saved mm-hmm. to pay a couple of months, yeah. which means if you lost your job or if something you'd happened, you'd be asked out and you'd be right out there with them. So just because you dressed a certain way mm-hmm. and whatever the case may be, that don't mean and treat you don't them know no different. Story. And you don't you know don't their know story. You don't know where they came from, what, yeah. what careers they may yeah. have had, what brought I them told to you, live on the street. Before I even met you, I remember it was a homeless guy and I was in Arlington and I Go by 360 where Six Flags was, and I would mm-hmm. drop off a bag, like a big bag of McDonald's burgers and shit, because mm-hmm. they were there all the time. And I remember going down there, and I, because I, even when we were together, I told you, I was like, I want to interview some homeless people, mm-hmm. but it's dangerous. Yeah. So I was like, I want to have a group of people with me if I did this shit for protection. Yeah. But I remember talking to one guy, and it was a black guy, and I was like, do you mind me asking how you got out here? How did mm-hmm. you end up here? And he was like, I, he said, honestly, I was a doctor. Mm-hmm. He's like, I had a wife. I had kids, yeah. and he was like, I think he said he was on a traveling, he did a traveling gig, mm-hmm. like, for a conference, and they, when he came back, his family had died in a car accident. Mm-hmm. And he was like, when I came back, he was like, I tried to work. Mm-hmm. He's like, but life wasn't life without my family. Yeah. And he was like, my parents were dead. I'm my only child. He was like, yeah, I didn't have that anybody. only child life is yeah. tough. He was like, I didn't have anybody. He was like, so eventually, my work suffered, and the next thing I know, he's like, I just became a recluse. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I was like, so you have a, a mm-hmm. license? And a degree as a doctor and you're he's like what he's like my life was being lived for them yeah i don't i don't know where the guy is today but i was just like damn mm-hmm. he had the bread he had the life yeah. but because he lost it all and all is something different to mm-hmm. other people all was his family yeah to other people is that job mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and i was like damn like yeah yeah and it's been times where like i've never been homeless for an extended period of time but I know when I first moved her, I was sleeping out of my car for like two weeks. Yeah. And I'm thinking like I'm putting a newspaper on the window to make sure ain't nobody coming, you know, looking at oh, your shit. It's hard to fall asleep because you're like, is somebody mm-hmm. going to break in and try and steal what you got? Because what people also don't understand, because I a homeboy who used to be homeless, like it's cold on the street for homeless motherfuckers. Yeah. You don't sleep on certain corners. You don't beg in certain areas. Like it's a whole code to that shit, too. So my whole thing at the end of the day, man, treat people. The way motherfuckers mm-hmm. want to be treated. I don't have any notes. We got a meeting coming up. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say before we get up out of here? No, I think we did this justice. Perfect. Yeah. I just wanted to drop a recap. I want to say this before we go. There's always an the, addendum. Yeah, the listeners, man. <laughs> the reason I say this is because we we the listenership is growing. Yes, it is. It, it, and it's growing. And it's growing across the RMG platform. It is. It is. So It is. So for all the listeners, I want to say thank you. For those who listen to us, please go check out some other podcasts that we have under our umbrella. Mm-hmm. We have Sports Life Talk, where um, life without sports is just, just talk. Mm-hmm. So check those guys out. They literally talk about sports. They dive into, like, Colin Kaepernick cases. Mm-hmm. They, they, they dive into this shit, and they do it More justice. More into their lives yeah, off the field. Off the off field. The exactly. We have um, the Quad Podcast. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of community initiatives. They yeah. interview a lot of um, artists. artists and rappers and um, creatives community in this leaders. yeah community leaders mm-hmm. in the area. So check them out. The Quad Podcast. That's Q for people who can't spell Q U A D. The Quad Podcast. Sports Life Talk. We also have more in Dallas podcast. Yes. So if you want to know more about what's going on in Dallas. Mm-hmm. If you're new to the area, yep. he's a great resource. He's a he's great resource online and on his podcast. Exactly. 
the quad, you can find them at the quad on Instagram, Sports Life Talk, Sports Life Talk quad on Instagram. Podcast. And also, uh, who else we have under us? Um, Bad and Bougie, Bougie Moms, Moms out of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Go check her out. She interviews all these amazing women. Millennial moms. Millennial moms who are working, mm-hmm. taking care of home, married. Yeah. Some of them are single and taking care of everything on their own, yeah. making it look like a motherfucking cakewalk. Mm-hmm. Shit that men can't do. So shout yeah. out to Britt. And uh, we got shaver stations with Darren and Fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now, and people always be like, well, why do you say gay? Roddy. It's people who need a podcast that speaks to them. Mm-hmm. So if you're gay, you're lesbian, you're part of the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. that's the podcast for you. They got you. Yeah, They're holding it down. So check out these podcasts, man. Follow us personally on The Reality Is on Instagram. Email us at info at the reality is if you want to be on the podcast. Um, keep up with keep up with us with our at Roberts Media Group RMG on Instagram. If you want to start your own podcast or if you want to not even under us, you know, yeah. if you want to consult with us, we had a couple of meetings today where we're consulting with people who actually want their own podcast, but and they may not be already, up under us. If you already have a podcast, exactly. you want to know how to grow that podcast. We do that. Yeah. It's a fee for the consultation, but you don't have to come under us to be somebody. You can be somebody on your own. We just trying to give you the tools and tutelage to move up. Come on, tutelage. There you go. You got anything else to say before we get up out this motherfucker? No, I think it's a wrap. Any shout outs? Happy Valentine's Day of old for y'all people. Some of y'all are celebrating on the weekend. That's smart. Some of y'all are celebrating the day before. That's smart. Men. I thought that the day before was like, is it the day before or the day after is like the side chick day? I think it's the day after. Oh, okay. It's the side chick day. Because you always come in second. You can't, if you do it before Valentine's Day, you're still getting privileged. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Side Some chicks. Just I tell people, side chicks, forever be quiet, stay in your place. Somebody is, if you are a side chick, then you know that you are not the first person on the roster. Women, men, if you are a side chick or man, play your motherfucking role. Teach me the motherfucking game, ghost. We out this bitch. Baby, I'm in town. You know that I'll be here now. I heard you're still around Meet me at in and out I'll come to Inglewood Then maybe we can smoke it out Then you know what to happen after that When we ride, got a vibe is automatic If I stay, would you promise to never go back? You're surprised that I never told you that I remember how it feels alone